welcome to the How to HR podcast. I'm your host, Shona, founder and director at Lilac HR, where we help small and medium-sized businesses become brilliant employers. Thank you so much for joining us today. Feel free to subscribe and let's get cracking. Interviews are very, very helpful, particularly in situations where it's a bit of a he said, she said kind of scenario. Um, Interviews can be used to get a bit of a picture of people's interactions. So I have conducted grievance investigations where there's a few people in a team of like 10 people. There's a couple of people causing problems. But again, it's a very, oh, no, I just said that in a joking way. I didn't mean it. I'm not being horrible. And the employee who raised the grievance says they are being horrible. So I interviewed the entire team to get a feel for what everyone else's perceptions were and what the atmosphere was like in the team when these people were all interacting. Was it pleasant? Was it fun? Was everyone having a good time? Or was it really awkward and uncomfortable? So you can use your investigations in that sense. However, You don't need to interview people that aren't relevant. Don't waste your time doing that. It's not going to add anything. It's just going to waste your time. So gather things like timesheets, gather documents, gather evidence of any training that people have been on. So if the allegations are around someone's conduct as a manager, for example, pull up people's training records. Go, right, has this person been trained in having absence management conversations? Because if not, then it's likely that they did say something that's going to upset the employee because they haven't been shown how to do it in the proper way. So gather all your evidence. And then what I suggest you do is you pull together a timeline. So you get all your bits and bobs together. And actually, you can do this at any kind of point in the process. But I like to have a timeline because I'm quite a visual person. So if you've got a timeline, you can say, right, this is when the grievance is raised. This is what these are the dates at which point this person is saying things have happened. And then you can kind of build a picture of what's happened, when, who was there, who wasn't there. And then what you want to do is pull together a bit of a summary of your findings. Now, this might not be necessary if you've got like one other person involved. If there's minimal evidence to collate, you don't necessarily need a summary. But where you've got quite a big investigation and you've perhaps got four or five different witness statements and you've got lots and lots of information to look at, pulling it into a summary is really helpful for you to just break down all of that information and collect it in a way that you can then use it for the hearing. So once you've done your investigation, you then need to have the grievance hearing. Hello, my lovelies, and welcome to another episode of How to Hate. Ah, I'm super thrilled that you are here and listening because we have got a jam-packed episode for you today. So today we are going to talk all about grievances. I want you, by the end of this episode, to have a real good grip on what grievances are and what you need to do if you get one in your business. So I think let's start off with covering the basics, right? What is a grievance? What does it look like? What does it even mean? A grievance is basically the mechanism that you put in place in your business that allows employees to make a complaint, basically. So what that means is that employees can have a formal 
and clearly set out process to raise concerns with you. And those concerns could be anything from I've fallen out with somebody on my shift or I'm not getting on with this person to this person's bullying me or I'm not happy with a decision that's been made about my work or my hours or something like that. So they really can range, I think, is is the key thing with grievances. They can range from things that appear really petty to things that are really, really significant. Um, I've had, I've received grievances for all sorts of things. (laughs) I have received grievances about things like where a desk has been put in the office um, to full on bullying and name calling and actually some really like horrific um, behaviour from employees. So grievances are normally split out into two categories. You have informal grievances and you have formal grievances. Your informal grievances are exactly that. That's when someone comes to you and says, oh, so-and-so is getting on my nerves or I don't want to work with that person anymore or I'm not happy about this. And it's normally something that's really low level, something that is really easily fixed, such as, I don't like where my desk is, I want it moved. Resolution, move the desk, Um, or just suck it up, either way. Um, So yeah, your informals are really, really low level, easily fixed, and they don't tend to point to a potential underlying issue. That's not to say, however, that they can't become a more formal issue. I have certainly received informal grievances and grievances that you think are quite straightforward. And then when you start digging into it, actually you uncover a whole can of worms. So make sure that you, I suppose the first thing to make sure is that you are critically thinking about the complaint that you have received. I don't want you to overreact to stuff. If something is as simple as it looks on face value, then that's fine. But just be aware that small complaints and small niggling things can grow. They can grow arms and legs and before you know, they're running away from you. So the more formal procedure for grievances is for where somebody says, so-and-so is bullying me or so-and-so has said that they don't want to work with me because I'm a woman or, you know, something that points to bullying, harassment, discrimination. They're normally the themes that come up um, within a grievance. Occasionally, you'll see something like um, a complaint about a breach of contract in a grievance, um, but hopefully you won't have breached anybody's contract. Um, A recent grievance that I received, actually, that I've been supporting a client with um, was around absence management. Now, just because you receive a formal grievance doesn't necessarily mean you have to deal with it formally. It's all about kind of calculating what it is that this person is saying has happened and how serious it could be. So, for example, if you are taking somebody through a standard process such as absence management and you're following all the rules and you're listening to your HR consultant and everything's going fine and someone raises a grievance about that it's normally because they don't understand the process or that they've never been exposed to it before because not everybody's worked in a big corporate business where stuff like that happens every day not everybody is used to all these policies and procedures and these this HR world that we're all learning about 
So when you receive a grievance, you have to think, okay, what is this person, like what's what's the nitty gritty? What's the main point of this grievance? And actually sometimes that's the hardest thing when you get a grievance is to kind of sift through the emotion because employees especially, you know, they're not they're not trained in how to write things down factually. Like like I am in my job, like you might be in your job if you're used to writing up reports or if you're used to having to summarize what's happened so that you can refer back to it, then that's really easy for you. But what tends to happen when an employee starts writing is everything comes out. They've normally bottled a few things up that have annoyed them over the few over the years they've worked for you. And then one thing happens that is the reason they've started this grievance, but all the other stuff comes out and you have to try and sift through it and think, okay, what is this person saying? And sometimes, like I say, that is the hardest, the hardest thing to do. But once you've stripped out the emotion and you get down to what is this person saying has happened that's caused them to write this letter to me? And do I think it is serious to the point where we need to deal with it in a serious way? Or is it just that they haven't quite understood a management process that we've been implementing? So that's what grievances are and what they tend to be about. The next thing to think about is what to do with it. I've already started off talking about what you do when you first receive it is assess the severity. You assess, can I deal with this informally? Can I just have a chat with this person and resolve this issue? Or is this a real big problem that we need to to fix properly? If you think it is a straightforward, easy to resolve issue, you know, a personality clash, for example, you can resolve it informally. You can just go and have a chat with the individual that's raised the complaint to you and say, would you be happy if we just changed your hours so that you worked a different shift to this person? Or would you be happy if you worked in a different building to this person or whatever it might be? And that that can resolve it. Problem, Problem solved, happy days. Everybody goes away happy. If you think, do you know what, I think there's a bullying issue here, or I think there's a risk that there could be some bullying, or I think that there's a risk that somebody has said something that could be discriminatory, then let's deal with it formally. It's always better with grievances to go a little bit overboard if you're not sure. So if you're on the fence and you're like, ah, oh, it could go either way. If I resolve it informally, is it going to come back and bite me on the ass next week? just deal with it formally. There is nothing that says that you cannot overdo it on grievances. Because the process is that you, you receive the grievance, you investigate the grievance, you hold a grievance hearing with the person who's raised the grievance. And then they have the opportunity to appeal your decision. That's it. And in terms of the outcomes of a grievance hearing, it's not like where you hold a disciplinary and that person could be walking away with a warning. In the grievance hearing, your outcome is gonna be either I agree with your grievance or I don't agree with your grievance. And here are some remedial actions that I'm suggesting. So if you think, well, I think it could be informal, but I don't know, and I'm worried it's gonna be something bigger, just go through the formal process. Yeah, it takes a bit more time. Yeah, it means you're going to have a few more things on your to-do list. 
But if that means that you're going to avoid any potential fallout further down the line, and if it means that you can say, I have dealt with this more than appropriately, I've looked into everything, here's all the evidence, here's all the paperwork, then you can sleep comfortably knowing that you've done everything that you need to do. Let's just go back to the process, okay? I kind of whizzed by that quickly. So when you get a grievance, you work out how serious it is if you need informal or formal. Then what you need to do is investigate the grievance. Now, there's a couple of different ways that you can do this. Um, you might need to meet with the employee who's raised the grievance if you need a bit more context or if you need names of people, If you know, because again, employees aren't writing their grievances to you with your investigation in mind. They're not going to give you times, dates, names. So if you need to clarify stuff, meet with the employee who's raised the grievance first to get some information that you can then investigate. It's up to you who does that investigation. If you have another manager at a similar level to you, um, or perhaps you're the business owner and you've got a manager underneath you, you could ask them to investigate it so that you can then hear it. And I always recommend having different people doing the investigation, the hearing and the appeal, because then you get a really fair process. It's not just one person's judgment on the whole thing. But I also appreciate that's not always possible when you are in a small business. It might just be you. And that's fine. That's not a problem. So you, you, you investigate it. And the investigation is doing things like gathering evidence that supports or does not support the allegation. What you're trying to do is to understand the facts of what has happened. You're not trying to prove or disprove their allegations. So if you find a piece of evidence that says, actually, that person wasn't even on shift on the day that you're saying they bullied you, that's evidence that that you include that in your investigation. If you need to interview people, conduct those interviews. So the grievance hearing is for you to meet with the employee who has raised the grievance and to explain to them what you have found. Now, the difficulty with grievance hearings is that employees expect you to perform miracles. And where their grievances are about another employee, they want to know exactly what's happening. They want to know if you're going to sack them or not for their terrible behaviour. So when you're sitting in a grievance hearing saying, this is the evidence that I found and I agree that so-and-so was bullying you and we apologise for that on behalf of the company, etc., they're sat there like, yeah, and I know they've bullied me. What else? So it, it, it's really, and it can be really difficult because you can't tell them what you're going to do with that employee because that's confidential to that employee. So you can't say, yeah, we're going to sack him. Yeah, because he's not very nice, is he? No, he's not a very nice person. You can't do that. You have to stay professional and say, we will take appropriate action. But that's that's it, basically. And equally, if you disagree with their grievance, that's equally uncomfortable because they feel a particular way about it, but the evidence might say something different. So the way in which you approach this hearing is really, really vital. And wherever possible, I honestly, I know you think, oh yeah, she would say this, she's an HR consultant, but I honestly would 
have a HR consultant or a HR, just anybody who's experienced in this kind of stuff, support you in the meeting because we've had years of practice at this. I've sat in every single uncomfortable meeting you can ever think about and had to calm people down or explain the process to them. So just have someone there just to back you up when it starts to go a bit awkward. Not all of them are awkward. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to terrify you going, oh God, I never want to do a grievance hearing. It's not that bad, but it can get a bit uncomfortable. Just a heads up. So you do your hearing, you tell them what the outcome is, and you also need to have a few remedial actions um, prepared. So think about it this way. Employee A is upset with employee B. And we say, it doesn't really matter what we say, actually. If we say we agree or we disagree, but actually employee B is not going to be dismissed. These two people have still got to work together going forward. Employee B is going to know that the grievance has been raised against them. Employee A is going to be thinking, well, actually, I think this person's awful and needs to be sacked. So you need to think of a way in which you can help these people work together going forward. People need to be professional. This is a massive, massive thing that I've come across so often in my career when managers go, oh, they just won't work together. And my response to that is we are employing adults. Well, I hope we are anyway. I hope we're not employing kids. But we're employing people in a grown-up capacity. So I fully expect them to behave in such a way. We need people to... You're not there to be friends with people. You're not there to enjoy yourself. You're there to work and you're there to be professional. So we need to find ways to encourage people to do that. And one of those ways is that we can organise mediation. And there's lots of external mediators that will come out and do that for you. And that's basically where um, a third party, a third individual comes in. They sit with employee A in one room, have a chat with them. Then they go and sit with employee B in a different room and chat with them. And then they bring them both together and get them to understand each other's point of view. And nine times out of ten, it works wonders. Sometimes it doesn't. And that's OK. You've, you've got to try. The key thing with mediation is you need both people to consent to it. If one person says, I'm not sitting in a room with them, you're kind of beating your head against a brick wall, really. So then you need some advice on how else you can deal with that. But you need to go into your grievance hearing with some kind of remedy. This is what we're proposing to do to make sure that this incident doesn't happen again. And then the employee has the right to appeal your decision. So... If you are the sole manager in your business, they will appeal it to you. And I would again suggest getting somebody else to hear that meeting so that you can have somebody else's view on whether or not you've made the right choice. So that is your grievance procedure. Now, some people dread receiving grievances. And I can understand why, because it's normally somebody complaining about something that you've done or somebody else has done in your business. And you... It's really difficult not to take it as a direct criticism of you. However, I will say that nine times out of ten, it isn't. It's normally just the fact that the employee doesn't quite understand the processes that you have to go through as an employer. They don't necessarily understand your obligations as an employer. And not everybody is able to see when actually they might be in the wrong about something. So don't take it to heart. I know that's easier said than done, but really, really don't. 
And actually, I think it's really important that we start to look at grievances as a good thing for our business. How often do you ask people for feedback? Like not even just your employees, but you ask for your customers feedback. You want to know that you're doing things correctly. And grievances are a way in which your employees can let you know if you're not doing things correctly or that someone in your business isn't doing things correctly. And that's okay. That's a good thing because that means that you can deal with it. You can fix a problem because you now know about it and you can improve things for the future so that it doesn't happen again. So I think grievances are absolutely brilliant for your business. I always want to know if I've done something that people aren't happy with. I mean, you don't always want to know, not on a Friday. I don't want any phone calls now, please, people. (laughs) But, you know, if a customer isn't happy with a service or a product you're providing, you can't make that better if you don't know that they're not happy. So it's really, really good to get that feedback even if it feels horrible, even if you can't sleep for a week, it's worth knowing about a problem so that you can deal with it head on and make sure it doesn't happen again in your business. That's the only way you're going to find out about some of these things. And I think the last thing that I want to mention is how important it is that you do deal with these things correctly. They are so many employment tribunal cases that come about because grievances have been mishandled. And some of these are really extreme cases. And clearly, you're not going to refuse flat out to follow a procedure. However, if you don't handle it correctly, it really can blow up in in your face spectacularly. So there was one case, and I can't think for the life of me what the case title was called. If If I find it, I will put it in the show notes, but for the life of me, I can't think what um, what the case was called. But what I do remember about the case is that it was kind of like a blokey atmosphere. It was like a real blokey um, culture. They were like football. It was really like stereotypically, I think it was like an engineering company or something. It was something along those lines anyway. They, they fit the stereotype beautifully anyway. And this employee joined the team and he was quite open about the fact that he helped his wife with the household chores at home this that and the other and everyone started calling him gay they started putting gay porn on his computer every time he left the every time he left his desk there was a period of time where he was off sick and I think it was around the time that bird flu was kicking about um and they all put on face masks when he came back into the office um they made lots and lots of jokes about his sexuality despite the fact he was heterosexual he was married to a woman he was absolutely maintained that he was straight not gay because he did the washing up he raised a grievance to his employer and his employer heard the grievance and said all right yeah that's your grievance but it's only banter isn't it and that was the employer's response that employer then had to pay this employee £42,000 in compensation at an employment tribunal. And that's on top of what would have been extortionate legal fees for that employer. Because a barrister in a tribunal is mega bucks. You're talking tens of thousands of pounds for a barrister to represent you in court. Plus £42,000 for calling a guy gay, even though he wasn't because the employer 
hadn't dealt with it appropriately. So it wasn't necessarily the actions themselves, it's the fact that the employer didn't deal with it properly. Because you can't, you can't prevent employees from saying stupid things like that. People are always going to do stupid shit and you just cannot prevent it. But you can deal with it appropriately. If you're made aware of something like that, for goodness sake, if you ring me and say, oh, it's just banter, you'll get a right telling off from me. <laughs> banter is a HR consultant's nightmare because what I think is funny, you might not. It's, it's as simple as that. People have different senses of humour. People have different views of what's funny. They have different views of what's offensive. And if you're making jokes about, if you're saying that somebody's gay because they do the washing up, well, then that makes half the population gay, surely, because lots of people do washing up. It's not a woman's job. Don't even get me started on that soapbox. So the lesson, before I start ranting <laughs> and going way off topic, the lesson is... If you receive a grievance, doesn't matter how pathetic or petty or silly or school-like it is, deal with it appropriately. Because what is important and um, what's logical and reasonable to you may not be to somebody else. And the thing is, is that people respond to things so differently, don't they? I remember doing, um, I remember doing a training on bullying and harassment for managers in a company that I was working in. And the example that I use then, if, you, if none of you have seen me, if you all just listen to me on the podcast, I'm a redhead, okay? So I got, I get lots and lots of, of beef for being a ginger. And my, the example I gave was that, look, one day I could walk in the office and you could go, all right, ginger, and I'll go, ha, 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 that's really funny. If you catch me on a bad day, if I'm hormonal, I've had a bad hair day and I'm feeling fat and I walk in the office and you go, all right, Ginge, I might burst into tears. So how about just say hello, Shona, <laughs> and avoid <laughs> avoid a potential hormonal crying mess <laughs> on your hands and a grievance. So I hope that's been helpful for you guys. Um, I hope that I've kind of got the message across that they might feel uncomfortable but is it worth paying like 50 grand to not feel uncomfortable? Would you rather feel uncomfortable for a few hours or cough up 50 grand or more? I think that's easy. I think that's easy maths for me. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to my ramblings. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you have any questions on grievances and anything that we've talked about today, please feel free to email me at info at lilachr.co.uk and I'd be more than happy to answer your questions. Speak to you very soon. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. If you love what you're hearing, then be sure to tell us on Facebook and Instagram at lilachrltd.